What's up, gang? Thanks for joining me here in Dallas, Texas. Let's crack one open. Market has closed a few hours ago. Drinking, um, it's a place called Hoppenheimer. This is legit. I found this the first day I got here. Brewed by Manhattan Project. Manhattan Project Beer Company, Dallas, Texas. It's like a 7.4%. Pairs well with fried chicken, bacon, carrot cake. All right. It's a weird combination, but I'll take it. it. Actually, does go well with fried chicken. Got some Williams chicken. I always have Williams chicken here. It's right across the street. Ghetto fried chicken for the win. Thank you. Um, what's going on? So markets closed. I've been, I only traded one day last week. We'll go over some of the stuff I talked about last week. Started buying the dip. Talked about it in the Counter Trades Discord. I actually posted the stocks I picked. Um, I think Square, Google, Snow talk more about that in a hot second but um anytime i buy anything long term i do post it in the cash pineapples channel on discord it's not often these days like that's actually the first buys i've made in my long-term account this year for basically this dip that we're on i've done it in my other accounts like i've done it in i have another weeble account for short-term stuff um and then i have another weeble for options so um yeah i kind of divvied up that way but Started officially buying the dip. I bought a lot of Apple, Square, NVIDIA in my my short-term stock account. I say short-term. It's more. I say it's not short-term. I say it's more my high-risk account. Um, I bought a lot of Square on the dip from like 120 under. And so obviously we're still quite a bit below. Let me fix this audio level real quick. There we go. So we're still under that obviously a little bit. <laughs> by a lot like more than 100% obviously but like I said in the discord when I posted it I think I posted it on my on my twitter as well but basically being like yo despite another potential leg down of 20 to 40% like it's kind of silly to not be buying at these prices so who knows what the future holds we keep hearing all this stuff of like every every morning I get on twitter and there'll be another mention of like the, the, some billionaire saying like the, the chances of a recession have increased to X percentage. Like oh, it was 30%. Now it's 40%. I saw it today. Some billionaire chances of a recession next year is over 50%. Like, I don't know what they're even basing that on. And it's also like, look around, dude, like shit's pretty hammered right now. Interest rates are getting pretty damn high. Um, markets have been pummeled. I think my long-term accounts down 40%, 42%, something like that on the year. I mean, who cares? It's everyone's accounts are like that right now. But um for on the year to date but so that's why it's like hey i know we see a leg down but if you can keep building cash keep building cash but if you have a little bit free slowly start buying the dip i mean i made i'll do single share purchases sometimes of some of these not always depending on this on the size but if they're if they're a few hundred dollars yeah it's, well, who cares you'll eventually like if you want to deploy let's say you want to deploy and people always make this mistake say you want to put five thousand dollars in a stock like like microsoft most people go and then they put the $5,000 in that same day, right? They're like, all right, cool, five grand. Let's buy all these shares. Versus say, let's buy five today, 10 tomorrow, five today. You know, it just keeps, you know, spreading it out. Like do it, simple dollar cost averaging, but people don't have the patience to do it. So it's like, I'll literally, I could spend now, like I could spend literally months adding to a position, which is what I've been doing this for like my other accounts. But now with the long-term ones, like, okay, I think we're going to, we'll see how the end of the year goes. I was going to wait till December, but obviously we're in October. If I can slowly start buying this go and just keep going, fine, we'll do that. Um, anyways, look at this beer. I'm trying to figure out what this beer is. 
no, this is very good. But anyways, I have a, it looks like a pot leaf, but it's not. It's supposed to be, <laughs> allegedly, not supposed to be a, a hop, right? But apparently it's, it looks like a pot leaf. It's a uh, brain dead brewing. It's a brewery here in Dallas. Um, pretty sweet. Let's see. Let's get on my screen record. I want to do some chart stuff. So I think that's overall, like I'm trying to think of like other stuff I was thinking on the concept of long-term. Oh, why did I buy Google and Square? I think just because I like, again, I, I've said it in a cash pineapples like video I made a while ago. I, I believe in Jack Dorsey when he's building with the blockchain stuff and just like kind of Square was always one step ahead. I know a lot of companies have come in and copied what they did and that's kind of really hurt their market share, but Square was always first to market with stuff. Um, like a lot of the services they added in 2020, like even 2019 to 2022 this year, and they're still executing very well. They're just getting pummeled because of interest rates and consumer spending and all that stuff. Inflation obviously is killing them. So that's why I'm taking advantage of it now because I do see that stock going back up. You know, I'm not saying it's going to go back up to 280 where it was at its high. It's just crazy. I think 279. So I mean, from where it's at now, it's like what a five, six X. It's crazy almost. Yeah. So, um, I do see a bigger upside there. And then Google, um, just always buy Google. It's one of those Apple, Google, Microsoft. I used to say Amazon, but I don't think I would say Amazon all the time anymore. Cause I, I do think Amazon's a great business, but I do think that like people are always coming for them and attacking pieces of their business. I just, I like when it comes to just like the true dominance, true dominance to me is Apple and Google. And so those are ones that I stay long on of the big tech. And then I don't have any Microsoft. I talk about it for weeks. How I wanted to start adding to that. Um, and I keep seeing more and more articles always about like, buy the, buy the dip on big tech, kind of saying the same stuff I'm saying, because why wouldn't you like, why wouldn't you take these like tried and true, like giants that are just for sure locks to keep making you money? Why would you not take them on the cheap right now? So, and, and then if you want to go a little crazy, people that, that, that kind of always be like, Oh, well, those are boring. They don't move enough. Okay. Then fine. Then go with snowflake Buy that. You know, if you don't want to, if you want to get into some, some cloud services or some, some data stuff, you know, take advantage of Snowflake. Warren Buffett did, you know, so buy your Apple. That's his biggest position. I think the biggest positions that Warren Buffett owns long are Apple and Coca-Cola. And so, and honestly, I, I could see why he has Coke. He said for so long, it's one of those staples. It's like, I don't have McDonald's in my portfolio, but I keep talking about how I want McDonald's in my portfolio for that reason. It's just like, it's just evergreen. It's never going anywhere. Like it's just, had they not proved it yet that we as Americans will eat whatever slop they put on there. Like every airport I go to, every train station, every city, it doesn't matter. It has the longest hours and the busiest line always. So it's stupid. Um, so I could see why he does that, but yeah, I know. And then to go with that Apple and Google, Warren Buffett does invest in Snowflake. So if you want to go like, to me, kind of what I'm doing now is like, for every share of Snowflake I buy, I have to buy two shares of Google or a share of Google and a share of Apple. I'm kind of doing it that way. So that's, I guess, my quick two cents on on long-term shit. Because again, long-term shit doesn't change much week to week, but it did for me. And like, so I want to talk about it, obviously, and why I'm getting into buying this dip at this moment. So there's my quick two cents on that. Buy what you want, but I will say if you're going to buy higher risk stuff, every time you buy something higher risk, buy something solid with it. If you want to buy, you know, what the shit? I, I got a stock. I don't really <laughs> a high risk stock. Um, okay, AMC. Let's take a popular example. AMC GameStop. You want to buy AMC? Fine. Every share of AMC you buy, buy a share of Apple, or for every ten, the equivalent. You know, if it's a cheap price. So for every five to ten shares of AMC you buy, you have to buy a share of Google or a share of Apple. Do that kind of shit. 
You'll thank me later when your AMC goes to absolute shit and your portfolio is still in the green because you were long on Google and Apple. So you're welcome. Do that. And then if it does hit, it does hit this crazy squeeze. And guess what? You make your money and you have your Google stock. So there you go. Um, all right, let's do some chart shit. Uh, let's pull up my screen share. Boomer Holly, get into it. No, I don't want to do the entire screen. I just want to do a tab. Bam. Bam. Yep, just that one with audio. There we go. All right, that should be sharing. Let's start up on Tesla. Again, I don't trade Tesla that much. And again, this is like clunky. I know this is the way this, when I watch this on YouTube back, it like the, the cursors are all clunky on these because the fucking Wi-Fi in this hotel is dog shit. Don't mind this hotel, but the Wi-Fi can fuck off. Anyways, this is hourly charts. Let's pull up some weeklies real quick. Okay, here's a nice little potential thing happening with tesla here so we're seeing it hit this level again remember these out these levels are set on the hourly so i'm not going to these weeklies and setting these but this is a weekly it's just nice to see when you have something pulled up and you see something reacting at a level so multiple tests down here what's this at about what's this level right about at 209.83 again these are our weeklies so we're seeing a downtrend now we see a potential this could be a potential um sell setup happening here if this week, if we keep this week green, and then next week, if we see another big leg down, closing this one, that could be a classic sell setup. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Could buck the trend this week. So that's how it's looking on the weekly. The weekly definitely on a downtrend, though, with Tesla. Right? So, I mean, crazy how much so. I didn't even realize it. I didn't, I didn't even know that Tesla hit north of 300 recently. I didn't really, I mean, and, which is crazy because it's my largest holding by far <laughs> in my long-term account. So we have four weeks of down pressure. So we'll see what happens here. They are reporting earnings this week. So if they do report good earnings, that could be a way to buck the trend here on this downtrend. If not, the window is, is, is free below. So that's a good weekly analysis on that one. Let's check out Square real quick. And we'll check out some hourlies too on these. Square weekly. There we go. Let's zoom in a little bit. Turn off this. Um, so let's see. I mean, again, still overall in a big downtrend. We're seeing a level. This thing seems to be a pretty strong level here at 53, around 54. Seems to be a lot of reaction here. So let's see how, I mean, I guess we'll see how the week plays out. I'm going to look for that. Um, see if we keep going down further past that 53.91 or 54, 51.43 now. Um I haven't even looked at levels past this on Square because I have to go back so many years to find them that I haven't even like looked at this no man's land yet. That just kind of tells you. That's why I've been buying Square. When I talk about buying long, I'm like, well, we could have another leg down, but I don't I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? So again, nothing's off the table here. It's kind of a similar thing with AMD, I've noticed. Looking at AMD, I didn't have any levels set below like $69. On last week's episode, we were kind of hanging out um let's see yeah october 3rd no maybe two weeks a couple weeks ago then or a couple weeks ago looking at this and saying like when we were reacting around these levels that there was a lot of room to go from like 70 to 76 and then when it just went below 69 i didn't even have levels posted down here it just free falled let's see like on the hourly let's 
and take a second to load. I'm sure it looks great on the screen share, taking nine hours to load. Oh, no, none of them set up. Oh, I do have it set up. There we go. That's why. It's up there on the hourly. Yeah, so we had these set up up here. See that $69.70? And then if you were to go... See, we tested it right here. See that wick? We tested. We got a little test on it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was probably a two weeks ago episode. That's 70.26. Immediately got slammed down and then just never really broke past that 70 point again. And then just once we fell below the 69, there was nothing. I had nothing even labeled down here. I needed to go find it, but it was just free fall <laughs> for a minute, especially once this gap down happened. Like once we got below this, you were just like, okay, fuck, bam. So I kind of, hey, if that happens to Square, I don't know if they're reporting earnings soon. It will say right here. Uh, November 3rd. So they have time, I guess. That's one that I look for. If if we see bad earnings out of Square coming up here, we could see a similar reaction to AMD. It's kind of similar thing. They had earnings come out and just bam, that gap down from that earnings. So that's why I'm going to look on it for long-term. Chip, chip makers is across the board are tough right now. It's just like... Not a lot of love for chip makers. You're getting absolutely pummeled. Um, when I look through for trade stuff, and again, I haven't been as active the last couple of weeks, or the last week, I should say, sorry. Uh, I've just been busy with some some stuff here in Dallas, but let me keep an eye on... I mean, I see, I like setting these levels in here, these tighter levels. I do them just because I, I, you know, technically I think I'm supposed to put them in there based on the system that I learned with setting these levels. But really, I don't like trading around these reactions unless it, until it really moves because you just kind of get stuck in the chop. So like, yeah, I have levels here, but really, I like to look for strong levels. Like this would be a strong level. This would be a stronger level. I like seeing bigger windows. Um, see if I set some on Amazon. Yep. Amazon kind of an interesting spot. Um, let's see here. A lot of room to roll up. Obviously, again, hitting everything gets got pummeled last week, so everything kind of just went out the window um, with some of these like sell setups because we were talking about them, but I wanted to wait to see how the week developed last week, and then the end of last week, everything just went to shit. So we could be kind of in like a range week, seeing how this gets digested. Uh, I'm not seeing a ton of stuff that really excites me. That really is like, ooh, here we go. You know, I'm not really seeing much of that. I'm just trying to see how these, I'm just resetting a lot of these levels. Um, there was one in particular I wanted to point out. I think ES on the weekly. Yes, that's what it was. It was ES on the weekly. So let's talk about this. I wanted to mention this briefly. So ES, so that's P500. Mini futures, I use this. It, it helps track the S&P 500. That's simply what I've learned off the traders that use this. So uh, early September, down pressure all month, as we remember, a little bit of a dead cat bounce here for the first week of October. And then we'll see how this reacts, but we're seeing a strong level here. What would that kind of be at? Like around 35.95, we're seeing a pretty strong, a, pretty, a level that has been reacted to across four weekly bars. That's pretty strong. So let's see how ES plays around 35.95. That's going to be a pretty strong um, level for this week. If we dip below that, we're kind of in like a textbook like sell setup because here we kind of had a sell setup fail, right? Three weeks of down pressure, the pullback, and then right here, 
you could have maybe been like, oh, I'm going to buy a, a put because we're getting a sell set up, this pattern, but it kind of failed. And now we're, we get this going on, but this could still very well fail and the sell setup can be still confirmed. So let's see how this reacts to this 30. Let's see how, I mean, this week goes with, with, with the ES around, around that 35.95, I believe. Let's just say that. Yeah, about 35.90. So around that level. Um, and if you look at SPY, it kind of reacted, it has similar reactions. Right around 357 is kind of like same thing, like a few weeks of, of, of reaction right at this 357.17 level on the weekly bars. So I see why traders use the ES as a reference point. Makes sense. Look at it all checking out. What a beautiful thing, guys. What a beautiful thing. Um, Airbnb. Talked about this one last week. And then it just got stuck in chop, right? Because we did see a nice potential buy setup with it. Let's fix this. Excuse me. <laughs> this is where... Let's see, Monday was the 10th. Yep, so we talked about this on Monday when we released that episode. Kind of saying, look around the 106 to 112 reaction area. We did get both, actually. Literally the day after that episode came out, we blew past 106, reacted at 104.05, and then climbed back up, broke the 106. Tested it again later that same day, and then bam, bam. We hit the 112, a little bit of reaction at the 112, saying, hey, let's see where it goes from 112, and then some chop. Blowing through it, coming down. So again, like this is, I didn't trade Airbnb. It looked nice at the beginning of the week, but I didn't trade it much this last week because there was a lot of chop with it. And it did eventually, when it gapped up over the level of 112, it did make a cleaner move that day into the into Tuesday. So, and I, I do know when I learned the level system, I did learn that gapping, gapping up or below levels is particularly strong. So when we did see this on... What was that? Oh, that's for this week, actually. Yeah, sorry, going into this week. My bad. <laughs> like making so like, yeah, it went well. Um, yeah, that happened today. Shit. So yeah, popping up. I thought that was last last week. Um, see, show so much I was trading this last week. I think I looked in one contract. Um, so, but still, again, paying attention every day because, like, I've I've learned thus far in my my rather uh, not too extensive trading career that um you know being consistent even if you're not trading it helps to be consistent and look at this stuff every day so um a lot of earnings this week cpi on thursday i think so we have uh i think fomc minutes are getting released so there's a lot of stuff going on this week that's going to be a little uh make things a little tricky but it's also fun because that's when big moves happen so ooh, let's look at snowflake and microsoft before i get out of here i don't want to make this run super long this is kind of about the the money spot of how i want to make these run but let's see let's look at microsoft and the hourly did i reset all these i did did reset all these cool and this is one that again i'm looking at long term the long-term portfolio for a lot of reasons um just down pressure over multiple weeks few a couple months of down pressure all the way to past 52-week low. I think the 52-week low is like 234 up until recently. Now we're confirmed below that. Could see a pullback and another sell setup here. Again, this this whole thing, and I, I saw a couple traders, big traders on Twitter mentioning it today. This could just be a gap up to load up more put contracts. It can, who knows? 
but it very well could be that. So the way the markets have been trading lately wouldn't surprise me. So, um, and like I said on previous episodes, I'm not really buying or believing any real like any real like green bounce right now. I'm just not really believing at the moment. <laughs> um, just take a quick look at Snowflake on the hourly. I actually bought this for my long term and traded options on it. Bought it for my long term account around 148, I believe. Which, looking at the charts, was not a bad time to buy. When you're buying long term, it doesn't matter. But I should have bought an options contract at that price because it was really reacting to this 146.38. And when it hit that, I was kind of waiting to see where it settled because it was going down pretty hard. And so I wanted it one under 150, and then it gapped below 150. And I was like, okay, well maybe I'll get it at. I'll wait to see where it kind of hits a level, kind of bottoms out. And so at least temporarily, I know it could still take another leg down, but I wanted to get a small position started around now. And so uh once it got on it got down to 146 i was looking around that day and then it started climbing back up closing above this i said like screw it i was just to buy some so i think i bought it at 148 kind of right past this candle which is funny because i wasn't even looking at the candle when i bought it i was just like okay let's wait for it to hit a certain point like a low point and not go past that and kind of establish the base and then i'll come in and buy some shares that's what i did sweet should have bought options worked out perfectly levels what a beautiful thing <sighs> so as far as I'm going to trade this week, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I'm going to try to see if I if I find anything specifically that screams out at me. But there was nothing that really was beautiful to me out of the gate. And again, I don't I don't search every every ticker. I do go through these ones here as I'm scrolling through them. Um, and I've been adding more. Like Snowflake is a new one. McDonald's Cat are newer ones. So need to set levels on those too as well. So. I'll get that going. So let me just pop this screen share off for a second. Bam. All right. So I think that's all I got for the today. I'm going to double check and make sure I don't have anything else written down that I wanted to talk about. But um, yeah, interesting. It's going to be a, tr a tricky week. I don't want to sit here and say one thing's going to happen over the next. It's like, but just it, this is one of those weeks where it's going to really help to have, at least for me too, when I have levels set, being good about setting those levels every night is going to help because we're going to see strong reactions throughout this week because there's a lot of news, a lot of big earnings. Tesla releases earnings this, this week. Netflix does earnings. I think Bank of America and Schwab both had theirs today. Um, so a lot of big stuff that can move markets this week. So be safe. Stay small on your sizing because things can go crazy. And if they do, your upside is a lot bigger and your downside's minimal. So again, that's also why you should trade smaller at least to start, you know, I'm not sitting here saying you can do what you want when you get more experience, but I'm going to come from my experience level before I come from. And, uh, you know, like I learned from what's that book, the mental game of trading, right? Jared, Jared, whatever, Tedler, Tedler, I forget. Um, that book, if you're, if you're ever stressing a contract or stressing a trade, it's too big. If you're ever worried about where it's going, I mean, obviously you want to pay attention to it and you want it to win, but if you're ever worried about it or stressing it too much, the size is too big, simply too big, pull it back, you know, trade smaller stuff if you have to. So that's my two cents. Going to get this uploaded. Going to go hang out in Dallas for a little bit and enjoy. So we'll see you next week. Um, yeah, over the weekend. We'll do it over the weekend. So this was supposed to come out over Sunday, but again, travel issues over the weekend. So uh, we'll get it back up going next weekend. So see you next weekend, guys. All right. Bye.